0: Hey friend, welcome to The Planter Podcast. We focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose, one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damio Shodi, and I'm so happy that you're here listening to The Planter Podcast what up beautiful people it is your girl damio shodi in the building or in your car or wherever you are welcome to the planter podcast that is so extra but guys thank you again it is yet another week that you are listening to the planter podcast and it makes me so happy that you are taking the time really to listen and just you know get your spirit fed and your life together and just you know all of that stuff. So, I am so appreciative of you. And to thank you so much for your uh, amazingness, I'm doing a giveaway. This is the first planter giveaway and I'm giving away something that is so good, y'all. That changed my life. And it is get ready for it. I'm doing a drum roll, even though you can't hear it. It is the book called 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 god is always hiring by regina brett and i spoke about it on the podcast with michelle Lene. if you listen to the self-care podcast and talks about how good the book was and how life-changing it has been so i want to give it to one of you all who listen so it's so simple you have to do two things you literally just have to be Subscribe to the newsletter on the podcast so you can go to theplanter.com and subscribe and I will have a link below. And then also um, follow me on Instagram. That's it. So, and then, you know what? How do I know that you follow? You can leave a comment too on the post that I'll put for the giveaway. Leave a comment. Let me know. Let me know exactly um, something that you plan on I guess getting um in 2018 what is your goal what is the aspiration or the place that you want to get to in 2018 so I'm gonna leave a post on Instagram and that's how I am gonna know that you did what you said you were supposed to do so yes the first planter giveaway guys so super excited this book changed me for the better and for those of us who are in college or grad who just graduated um or just moving on in life man this book is for you so you're gonna love it I promise. So that's going to close. What is it? What's this? What's today? February. We're in February right now. So, all right. I got it together. March 7th. So we have a week until this um, giveaway closes. So March 7th is going to be next Wednesday. So this is coming out on Wednesday. So. Yeah, super excited to connect with you and the person who's gonna win. You are gonna be so blessed by this book. Okay, so let's get to the real meat of the conversation or the podcast today. Oh my goodness, you guys are gonna love it. I'm speaking with Brittany Chantel from, you guessed it, Pretty Lit Podcast. If you are not familiar with Pretty Lit Podcast, you need to get familiar. So basically, um, this podcast is absolutely beautiful, and Prelude Podcast is a place where righteous, where the righteous but the ratchet twenty somethings can gather to talk about Christ and culture. And basically, the goal of this um, ministry is to give a look inside the minds of millennials who love God, but could easily rap the hottest song by playing on the radio. <laughs> and yo, this podcast I found it um like mid last year and it is like they said pretty lit so me and Brittany are going to be talking about forgiveness and talking about how to forgive yourself because it is so easy that if you come from something that has shamed you in the past or you know just a place of you know like oh my god i can't believe i did that and how can god love me well we're going to address all that we're going to talk about that she's going to share her story And just be so transparent with all of us about what has happened in her life and how she's come to a place of forgiveness and acceptance of her past and how it is propelling her forward. So, guys, this is going to, like, heal you from the inside out. Brittany was so much fun to speak to. I really enjoyed our conversation. She's lit. Like, the name fits her perfectly. (laughs) Um, And I just really enjoyed our conversation. So, thank you, Brittany, for coming on the podcast. And, yeah, guys. That's the end of my introduction. Um, please remember, you know, put yourself in the draft for the book, because it's amazing book. And I think that's it. Oh, and please, if you have anything that you want to say to me, like you can communicate with me you know because i feel like maybe some people are kind of scared like don't be scared like i won't bite i can't it's over like the internet unless you want to meet in person then we got to figure that out but if not all you have to do is just hit me up i'm on instagram at the planner facebook at the planner so yeah let's talk all right y'all talk to you in a few seconds bye on today's episode, we're gonna be talking about finding freedom from your past so you can feel your future. And I have an amazing guest, which I'm really excited to introduce to you guys, and her name is Brittany Chantel.
1: Oh hey! <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what happened? Hello everybody. Oh. <laughs> Such a pleasure to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm so I'm silly I'm silly I'm nervous so I'm man it's I'm excited
0: you're nervous me too it's fine <laughs> <laughs> nah but for real though like everybody knows on here I be like I get really nervous sometimes speaking to people but it's fine <laughs> it, it's gonna be just fine <laughs> okay but yeah tell us who you are and tell us what you do
1: okay so as um. Demi said I'm Brittany Chantel. I am the founder of Pretty Lit Ministries, and under that we have uh, two subsidiaries, I believe that's the correct word to use, which is Popsicles and Prayer and Pretty Lit the Podcast. Um, what else about me? I'll talk a little, a little bit more about the, those two things maybe later in our conversation, but um, I'm 26. I'm freshly 26. I just turned 26 a couple days ago um I'm a believer a servant a friend a daughter um a best friend a cousin and I am righteous and ratchet. I guess that's my tagline for my lifestyle uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I I basically live my life to show people what God can do through them in spite of who they used to be so that would be who I am
0: true true tell them where you're going right now where am I oh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: On my way to see Jay Z. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's what's up. That's I'm what's super up. excited. I love him. He's, he's <laughs> in my top three for sure. For sure. I love him so much. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy, guys. <laughs> I love Jay. That's what's up. Well, I'm excited for you. You gotta tell us or tell me how the podcast go- or what am I talking about? How the <laughs> how concert the goes? There we go. It
1: was. It was in my hometown yesterday. So I'm from the metro Detroit area and me and my best friend were going to Cleveland to see Jay-Z. So um, from the pictures and videos that everybody in Detroit posted, it looked like it was a great time, but I'm thoroughly excited to to go experience it with my friend in a different city. So I'm, you know, got to switch it up a bit. Mm -hmm. So I will let let you know how it was.
0: All right. All right. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, by the way, love your podcast. So I Thank share you. it with all my friends. <laughs> like, I absolutely, her podcast, y'all, is amazing. And usually I can't listen to long podcasts. Your podcast would be long. But, <laughs> but it's so good. It's so good. I love it. Yeah.
1: I try so. to keep it at an hour because I don't, I personally don't care for longer shows myself. So I try to keep it at an hour. We've had a few episodes that's been, that's been longer than that. Uh-huh. But those are like great shows that people love.
0: Right. No, no, it's it's good. It's good. I know we're going to speak more about it, I guess, down the road. But yeah, I just want to put that out yeah. there that I absolutely love what you do.
1: Thank
0: you. Yes. So kind of share with us, since we're talking about um, like freedom from our past, like kind of share with us your story. Because you chose this topic. So tell, I us, did. <laughs> yeah, tell us why. Like, why did you feel that that you wanted to speak about this?
1: So uh, let's go 18, 17, 18 years old. Um, I grew up, well, in high school, I grew up in a predominantly Caucasian school. Um, I was probably one of like, I'm biracial, but I mostly identify with the African-American community. So I grew up as one of the maybe 20 black kids or African-American students in the in the school. Um, graduated from school in 2009. My mom suggested I go to school and. Uh, hbcu in kentucky so i went away to kentucky state university and it was a completely different culture experience and it was a different type of freedom freedom than what we're talking about now so i had a lot of freedom but it really was the gateway to my bondage um so i uh, i started drinking down there partying smoking um, fornicating like all of these things i got into when I was at my first year of college, I came back home and I actually ended up staying home and further more got into this lifestyle I was partying like four or five days a week, still working and like maintaining, going to church, like all of these things, paying my bills, all of that. But I still was, had a drinking and a party habit. Um, so 18, 19, 20 at 20 years old. That's when I kind of like, um, I experienced a really bad relationship. But as far as the lifestyle, um, something God just put on my heart and reminded me of. I used to always tell my mom and my family, like, you guys complain about my lifestyle and the things that I do. But I was justifying my actions because I was, you know, I was still going to church. or I was still making it to work on time and doing all these things, not really seeing that they were trying to warn me from the destruction that I was headed on. I thought I knew everything I was 20 and of course at 20 years old you think you're grown (laughs) so 20 years old and I met this guy and um he was the complete opposite of anybody I ever ever dated before he was fun like he went to parties with me um if I wanted to smoke he made sure I got you know stuff to smoke with if I wanted to drink he made sure I got liquor like it was a it was what I thought I wanted, but definitely not what I needed. Um, turns out he had a girlfriend, and um, I ended up attempting suicide. At maybe six months after meeting him, after getting into a physical altercation with him the night of my cousin's wedding. So after that, that um, suicide attempt, I went to church the next morning, and um, they were singing Kurt Franklin's "Smile," and. I felt so broken. I've never, I never felt the weight of like everything that I was struggling with in my bondage, like I did that morning. And I just was crying while they were singing this minister in this song because I, deep down in my heart, like I could smile and everybody thought I was just so beautiful. And I, you know, I had all this, um, what am I trying to say? All this positive energy, but my heart was broken. And I just cried because I knew I, internally I couldn't smile. So that at that point, that started my journey to um, seeking God on my own, basically a relationship over religion, and it has led us to this point. So um, I don't know—is that sufficient? Yeah, <laughs> if that
0: girl. It did, <laughs> of course. No, thank you so much for sharing your story.
1: Thank you. I appreciate so, that. Yeah that's that's what led me to god
0: thank Mm -hmm. god (laughs) yeah man no thank god because he obviously he still has a purpose for you he
1: does and And a -hmm. lot of times we we hate the things that god allows us to grow through i don't say we Mm -hmm. go through i say we grow through things Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. the things that god allows us to see that he allows us to to grow through and it's like Man, I can think back to every situation that has opened the door, whether it was good or bad, and it all had, God had, his hand was on me still. Because mm-hmm. even in the midst of me, um, you know, fornicating and being um, on in areas of, of my city that was dangerous and, you know, nonchalantly over, being over there drinking and going into to weed houses to get weed and do, doing these different type of things, like, God' hand was still on me because... It's stories uh, in my city where where um, women come up missing and they're dead, right? Uh, people get pregnant because they're having unprotected sex or they get STDs because they're sleeping with people who are sleeping with other people. And these are all things that I was doing, but God hand was on my life. And he was like, before I even knew what anointing or a calling was, it was, it was. now I can look back and say that he was saying like, Brittany, I have something so much more for you, something so much greater, and I'm not going to let you get in the way of that and it was it was at the moment where the enemy, because you know the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, where the enemy was going to have me take my own life that God snatched me literally out of the enemy's hand and put me in a predicament where I had to seek his face for myself Mm -hmm. and my life was changed so yeah
0: yeah. man (laughs) I feel you, well not let me rephrase that, I feel (laughs) you in the sense (laughs) of I feel you in the sense of through our trials, like that, through that, we can eventually seek God because once you get to a point where all your options are exhausted or what you can do for yourself are exhausted, then you're just like, you know what, maybe, maybe I really need to know who God is. For me, it was, I believe after like a breakup with um, my first boyfriend or whatever, it just hurt me so bad. Like, you know, when you give like your love and your affection and everything to somebody and they don't return it back and they just basically ruin your trust and, you know, break the foundation of what you guys had. For me, it just left me so broken. And I was like, nah, like I need to find God on myself. But I think if I didn't go through that part, that particular thing, um, I wouldn't have, I guess it started developing like a deeper relationship and then other different things that have happened throughout the past couple of years to different trials and tribulations that have come about that has caused me to like get to want to know him better. But yeah, there's something so I guess what I say, quote unquote beautiful in trials <laughs> because it helps you or it pushes you to get to know him closer. Yeah. And
1: also when God takes things like the Lord giveth and he taketh away like I don't even that is that a scripture but I don't I feel know
0: like, I, I <laughs> think job said it but I'm not sure
1: um when you were talking about being broken after a breakup I feel like a lot of times when God takes things away from me so I've um lost or I would not say lost um relationships have ended jobs have been taken away um you know I've almost lost my car a few times and when I say a few it has been a couple. guys has was trying to get my attention in those seasons, and um, He will do whatever He has to to get our attention to tell a thing So it's that's why it's important to always be in tune and then be obedient when He tells us to do things, because otherwise, I feel like things are going, things are just going to start like disappearing. Yeah, I don't know what because it's go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said yep.
0: I was agreeing with you. I was like, yeah, so, you start snatching things away. <laughs> so. What are some things that you did to learn how to forgive yourself? Forgive myself? Yeah, because you know, you you do some things, you're like, you're judgmental on yourself, like, wow, why did I do that? You're so dumb. You're so this, you're so that. Because I've had the tendency of doing that. So I'm interested, like, how did you learn to forgive yourself?
1: Oh, man. That's a tough one, because it's still things that I struggle with that I've done. Yeah. And it's like, man, you know, why? But I guess the the one thing I like to remind myself of is one God God has forgiven me right yeah he's u- he's using me in spite of myself so we all are being used your platform might not look like mine but God is still he's still shining through you mm-hmm. so God has forgiven me God's not throwing it in my face he's not saying oh Brittany like you used to you used to uh, get drunk three nights a week and come to, you know, and, and then come to church after you were out all night. He doesn't do that. He does not do that to me. So those moments where I'm having those thoughts of saying like, oh, Brittany, you know, you used to do that or you used to be this person or, or basically trying to down myself. I grab a hold of those thoughts and speak against them. Like I, I speak things that God has said about me, like I am—I'm the head and not the tail. Like I am forgiven. I'm called. He has created me for such a time as this, and I also speak against the enemy because a lot of times in those moments, it's the enemy trying to remind me of who I—who I used to be when I was—I don't want to say working for him, but when I was caught up in his lies and living a lifestyle that glorified him and not God, who I—who I know I'm called to serve. I hear you. That's- I think I had a scripture for that. What, hold on. I had three scriptures I pulled up. because the, the questions you asked me were magnificent.
0: Really? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. And it's so funny you say that because it took... This one in particular, I, it took me a, it took me some time. I was like, I need <laughs> to ask. I don't know what to ask. And I asked, I said, what should I ask this girl? Because this is a much-needed topic.
1: So, um... A scripture I found kind of going along with our what we're talking about having freedom mm-hmm. and be, be letting things go um, In Second Corinthians five and seventeen, and I'm reading the New International Version, mm-hmm. and it says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come; the old has gone, and the new is here. If we say that we live like we love God and we love His Word and it's the living Word, but we don't, we don't." speak and declare these scriptures over our lives and i think that's where the enemy can that's where we leave a gateway or opening for the enemy to come in and basically attack who god has pre, you know like the new creation he has he has done it the old is gone i, I look at it is as, as if god is saying like what are you talking about like Brittany? what do you mean you used to drink three times you know three times three times a week and they come to church, you know, maybe still hungover or something like that. Like, I don't I don't even have account of that. Now, you can use that in in your story. This is him talking to me how I see it. You can use that in your story to tell people who you used to be, but I don't hold account of that anymore. So, why are you? Why are you holding on to things that I I don't even hold on to? So, I have to have these conversations where myself like get it together. Like, come on, Brittany. You're holding on to things that God has one, release you from, and if, if it was something I was still struggling with that he wants me to give to him, and I have to, to basically yield to who he is in my life, my my father, you know, the person that, the, the God that I serve, so that's how I look at it, that's what I do.
0: mm mm-hmm. and I think um, it's just so important from what you're saying also to read our word and believe that God is who he says he is. Because the thing is, you know, some people believe that, oh, um, I don't know, like, he's always condemning you and this and another, but nowhere in the word does it say that. And that particular scripture, I love that because it it, it, it gives you freedom. Because for me, I always try to remind myself that, yo, like, Christ died for this. Like, I'm free. Like, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm I'm a free. I'm free. I'm a new human being. I'm not bound to the old way that I used to be. Because who I used to be was just foolish. <laughs> Like some of the things that I used to do, I'd just be like, wow, and you thought you were just so smart. Like, I, you know, but thank God.
1: <laughs> That's crazy because I want to say it was today or maybe yesterday, I was having a conversation with my friend and I said the same thing. Like, man, I used to do some real stupid stuff. Like, yes. and, I, and I really just thought it was okay. Like, no consequences will come from it. Yeah. I did that I that I was planning. So but like, like as, as you said, yes, being in your word is is um, a major key because that's how we can fight back with what God said about us to the enemy.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think also when you're praying, I don't know, just talk about this a little bit, but yeah, like praying with the word and using the word because it's a double-edged sword. But first yes. we have to actually believe like for real, for real like what it actually says and believe that no, God is who he says he is. And for me, that's been like a lesson that I'm really learning. Cause you know how we hear that God is a good father and this, that or another, he'll provide for you. But it's like when your situation looks a certain type of way, it's like, but I don't really feel that he's doing that. Like I know that we say that every Sunday or whatever. They don't feel like that, but through, I guess, different trials. Okay, it goes back to that point that when you grow through things, um, uh-huh. it reminds you of like, yo, no, God is who he says he is. And, and just like you were talking about your experiences, like there were some women who were doing the same things that you were and you know, they ended up pregnant or they ended up missing, but you were still there. Even if your situation doesn't look appealing, he still has his hand on you. Why? Because he's a good father. Why? Because the word says so, says so. So we have to understand that the word has power. If it says you are a new human being, you're a new human being. You're not bound to who you used to be. That's right. Yep. I learn, I learn. (laughs) (laughs) So how do we free ourselves from feeling that guilt and shame?
1: Um, I think it goes back to almost what we were just talking about, giving, giving those things to God. Like, um... My promiscu- promiscuous, how do you say that word?
0: Promiscuous.
1: Yeah, like my promiscuous ways. Okay, mm-hmm. it that's something that I had to tell God that I struggle. I struggle with that part of my story. Like I struggled with the fact that I was okay with just having sex with who I wanted to have sex with, and asking God to really work on that in my heart, in my spirit, and in my mind of. Letting those things go because if I didn't, I was trying to basically, what am I trying to say? Take, carry old baggage to new heights, right? So God is trying to take me somewhere. He's trying to, to um, put me put me in position to where he has called me to go or let my light shine in different rooms. But because I'm holding on to things and basically not realizing or believing what the scripture that we just spoke about that I'm a new creation that is holding me back and really asking and praying that God, you know, can help me remove those things, whether it's revealing, showing me scriptures, um, that speak to that part of my life, whether it's uh women in the Bible who were, um, considered prostitutes and where he still loved them and they still worshiped and, you know, cried and, Poured out, poured out their praise onto him or if it's sending women in now, like in the flesh, who have similar stories, who are, who are married, who are wives, who are, I'm sorry, that's the same thing, who are wives, who are mothers, who are women in ministry, who are still being used in spite of who they used to be, um, or just having him really speak to my heart through worship music or actually sometimes like really just hearing from God and having him speak to those situations, but it started with telling him how I really feel like I feel bound by this. I feel held up by this and taking it to him because otherwise we don't give him permission or access to those parts of our lives or those things that we're struggling with. Unless in prayer we're telling God this is what's going on and I need your help because I can't do it by myself. I can't heal who I used to be alone. I need you.
0: And I think that's a form of being humble. Like I like that you said it gives him access or permission um, when we're honest. Because I think that's the most freeing thing. Like to be honest with God and be like, look, this is what I, I struggle with this. Like you already know my dirt God, but let me just tell you about it. Let's have a conversation about it. And once you open that door, like you said, you give him the permission to come in and change your heart and 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 change your story completely like i think of paul like paul killed christians paul persecuted christians and is now one of the greatest apostles who have ever lived Like god changed his story completely and to me i'm just like wow like i can't be bound by what used to be yep yeah no my pastor had a good message on this at the like um the representation of the cross and what it means and he was talking about you know the cross defeated sin shame and something else but we'll talk about shame yeah it defeated sin but like it defeated shame like you don't have to be shameful any longer for what you have done or even currently what you're doing because the thing is god is going to free you from those things if you give him the permission like you said like no, like shame, shaming somebody is like, uh, that's not even what Jesus did. Like how the the woman who they were about to stone because she was like cheating on her husband. Uh-huh. Like he basically carried her out like from the act, which I thought was pretty crazy. And was like, whoever ain't guilty, throw the first stone. And nobody could do it. So he ain't shame her. Exactly. <laughs> so we shouldn't shame ourselves either. We shouldn't shame ourselves or other people. For, yeah. Or other people or I was going to say,
1: or other people, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to say that I'm being shamed God, or they're saying this about me, or even saying like, I'm struggling with this, but we sometimes, and I can admit that I do it as well, that we, we find ourselves doing the same thing to other people that we're asking God to remove people in our lives or remove the shame from us. Like we can't, it's almost like we're praying against things that are happening to us, but we're doing it to people. Like, how does that work? That doesn't make sense. So just making sure that you're the if you have. We're dealing with it, and I feel like we all at some point in our walk wheel, making sure you're not shaming somebody else, you know, oh, they feel like we and they're coming in church. Like, of course, we know that eventually you need to get over that, but maybe you need to be the light to show them that. They, you know, what God really looks like, what love looks like, embracing someone instead of shaming them and, you know, two your nose up at them or making a face. That's the best example I could come up with.
0: hmm. And it goes back to that scripture of when Jesus was talking about the speck in somebody's eye. You want to point out the speck in somebody's eye, but you got a log in your own eye. Not saying that you shouldn't correct people, but use the same measure that you would kind of measure yourself with somebody else.
1: Yes, cuz we want to we want to be graced and forgiven from God, but we don't want to grace or forgive people. Yeah. Oh, I just I just have to constantly remind myself that I need to grace people as God, God has graced me. I need to forgive people as God has given me.
0: Mhm. Basically.
1: So, that was all I was saying.
0: <laughs> Gosh, darn technology. See, I should have <laughs> prayed over the technologies. Usually I knew better. I know better because there's sometimes I record podcasts podcast and then, like, I'll record it and then it doesn't save. Like, it doesn't record. So then I got to do it again. You see? Oh, man. When people want to set people free, when God wants to set people free, <laughs> this will happen. It's okay. But, you know, another question that I have for you is, how do we become confident in the fact that God still wants to use us to do his work in spite of what we've done?
1: oh man how do we become confident
0: yeah
1: huh how do we become it takes time for me it took time mm-hmm. to be honest um everybody's process is different personally it took it took me time to really get to know who God was and it, it, it goes back to something that you said earlier like really believing in our hearts what the word says and what God has said about us because it's one thing for God to say that you're fearfully and wonderfully made is another thing to believe it and then walk in that with confidence and i think that only can happen and you that only you you can only have that confidence and only walk in that confidence when you really get to know know them, know him, not them, know him for who he is. Like there are some things that my best friend Elise, for example, there are some things that people can't tell me about her because I know her. Like I've come to know my my best friend intimately. So if you, t- you try to tell me something about her, whether it's something she will do or something she has done, You, I know who she is and I know what she will say or what she won't say about me. So it's the same thing with my relationship with God. I know what he has said about me and what he has called me to do. So with myself, if I try to say like, oh, he hasn't created me to pray for people, um, you know, random strangers, which is the popsicles and prayer thing. I, because I used to be scared to pray. I have to remind myself of who God is, believe what He said about me, and then walk in those things and be confident in that. And it, it, it only can happen with really getting to intima, intimately, intimately knowing God, and letting letting that relationship basically change how you feel about yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk to us a little bit more about uh, prayers and popsicles, right? That's what pop, it's called. Popsicles pop in Prayer. prayer. <laughs> Dang, I mixed it <laughs> up. My bad. And
1: prayer. Pop, everybody says prayer first. This My
0: bad. <laughs> and you just said it. I know. I My God. <laughs> She's well, like, ha, 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 get it right next time. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's so crazy. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Talk to us about sticles, that. So Popsicles in
1: Prayer was started in 2016. Um. So a uh, very brief backstory on my relationship with prayer. I hated prayer. I it was the hardest thing for me. Out loud prayer. So I used to journal all the time. Like, I mean, I could mean I could write the Lord a good letter. Like I could tell him <laughs> everything in words on pen and paper. Uh-huh. But I could never verbally speak. And life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? Mm. So I'm mm-hmm. declaring these things over my life when I'm writing them. Not ever being able to verbally speak. So verbally speak them. Um so my my last relationship, the person that I was dating used to tell me that I can't, I cannot be who God has called me to be if I'm not comfortable with praying. Like I'm called to to, to reach and and preach and teach to millions, and I'm scared to pray. So basically, because I, you know, that was the person I was with at the time. He used to make me pray all the time, and I used to used to be so irritating. But I got in the habit of doing it. So then I started praying at events, praying at church. Praying at my events, like still timid about it, but getting way, way more comfortable in it. So, uh, fast forward to the summer of 2016. That was 2000. That was like December 2015, where he started basically pulling prayer out of me. And summer of 2016, we were at a Walmart, which I think they have those everywhere. But we were at Walmart, and I bought. Uh, it was hot. It was so hot, <laughs> and I wanted a popsicle, but they didn't have um, like a single popsicle. They so had to buy a whole box. I bought a whole box of popsicles. Before we could even get out the store, I opened them and I was eating a popsicle. And this stranger asked for one. And, and I gave him one because I didn't need the whole box. Like I probably would have still given him one if I did need the whole box, but I did not need the whole box. So I gave him one. His The look on his face when I gave it to him was very shocking. Like I'm like, why are you so happy that I've given you a popsicle, like, you know, so we were walking out the store and I asked the lady at the door, did she want one? Cause I know she was probably hot. And she said, yes, please. I'm, I'm hot. So when we left, I told my friends, like, we should evangelize this way. We should hand out popsicles and invite people to our church conference. That was Sunday. Three days later, this 12 year old boy in Detroit was found murdered in a field. And I felt the heaviness of the city. Like I felt how everybody was feeling as a result of this boy being killed and his body being thrown away like it was basically garbage. And I said, Yeah, we need to do popsicles. We need to we need to go pray for people on Sunday. Like I can't wait until um Astor approves my plan to, you know, evangelize. I need to do something now. So God put popsicles and prayer on my heart. And that first Sunday, I think it was like 25 of us, we went we went down to the Riverwalk, which um, Detroit is on the border of Canada. So we're right across from the Canada, and we're on the Riverwalk on Sunday afternoon handing out free popsicles and praying for people. And the feedback from the people who were getting these popsicles were crazy. Like, they were... Just some people just took a popsicle, some people didn't want a popsicle, they just wanted prayer. Some people wanted both, like, but they were like, Thank you, and you know, I really needed this and I really appreciate it. So that's what started popsicles and prayer. And the reason why it's called popsicles and prayer. So the reason why popsicles are first is because um I in my in my mind, I think of it as God gave something to us for free before he gave before we like had to get something from him. So he gave us life and he gave that to us freely. It, I mean, it it was a huge cost, but that was given freely to us. And I feel like we offer this popsicle as something that we give for free. And then it's like, do you want prayer? <laughs> would you like us to pray for you? And if not, don't worry about it. And if so, we would love to, we would love to go to the Lord on your behalf. So that's popsicles in prayer. And we did it. This year, uh, as well, and I eventually want to take it off the state, but I need the logistics to be correct before I can, you know, spread my wings that way. So, mm-hmm. that's popsicles in prayer. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my baby. Amen. It's so crazy because the things that scare me, because I didn't want to do the podcast, the things that scare okay. me have been, not your podcast. Yeah, no, I know what no, you're talking no. about. I know.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: I didn't I did want to do Pretty lit. Um, the things that scared me because prayer scared me at one point. Yeah, the things that scared me the most were are the things that have blessed my life because as a result of doing popsicles in prayer, um, I was invited on. I was invited on um a a podcast, which is where I met my friend who I'm actually going to the show with tonight, and where I met the person who produces our podcast and you know has introduced me to people all over the country who have found out about what I'm doing and I've been able to give something to people that cost me nothing but my time, which is really God's time. So yes,
0: Mm -hmm. that's
1: my baby. I love pop circles in prayer.
0: I saw it and I was like, this is so creative. (laughs) This is so awesome. So kudos to you for stepping out on faith and doing that. And it's funny that you say that what scared you the most is what is blessing you now. Cause I Feel you like when it comes to this podcast. Like, I don't really like speaking that much, <laughs> so this podcast was definitely not something that I was like, Oh, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm totally down for it. Like, it was a lot of like battling in my head, and like, God, like, are you serious? It's what you really want me to do, though. Like, come on, but you know, it's just I found so much satisfaction doing this. Satis- satisfaction
1: is found in surrender, yeah. And- Ooh,
0: say that again. <laughs>
1: satisfaction <laughs> is found in surrender mm. so when we sur- when we surrender to God it's like I don't know if you've ever seen that picture where somebody is holding on to a teddy bear and like Jesus has a bigger one behind Yeah, yeah. Like, if we mm-hmm. let go he has so much more for us if we just let God be God and trust in, in what he said like you know he's, he's giving his life for us we have this word that that um says all of these things and we don't you know we say we believe it but do our actions show it so it's like if God is telling you to to start a podcast then do it because you don't know who you're going to meet you don't know how one show could free somebody and you could be free in the next T.D. Jakes or the next Stephen Frederick or you know the next yeah. um somebody who's going to be huge a huge impact and it's because
0: of your yes so hmm mm-hmm. I like that. I'm taking that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, for sure. I, I've seen that, too. But, you know, the thing about that is um, that that what is it called? Picture or whatever. Meme. Mean? Yeah, I've seen it. And it's look to get to that process is, I guess, getting in a further relationship with God.
1: Oh, it is. Because, it's about, yeah, it's about that same, what am I trying to say? Confidence that you're, that you're free, you know? Yeah. It's having that same confidence that you're free because my prayers to get to the point where when God speaks, I move like before Mm, he can mm -hmm. even finish something into my heart, my feet, my hands, my, whatever he is telling me to do is, it's, it's being done. But like you said, it does take, you know, it does take getting to a certain, that certain point in your relationship where it's like, okay, you know, um, I trust you. It's like if your mom tells you to go somewhere, if if you have that type of relationship with your parents, you don't think twice about doing it or not doing it because it's your mom and you know that she would never tell you to do anything that's going to cause you hurt, harm, or danger. So, Mm
0: -hmm. And I have a question for you. How did you learn or how did you further your relationship with God? Because a lot of people struggle with that relationship idea. So Uh how did you do that? Um,
1: church, so I went to a local church and, and, you know, people like to watch online and I love, I love quick plug, uh, Elevation Church. I watch it every week, but I go to church. So definitely having people, having people I can commute, like a community that I can talk with and, um, pray with. That was one thing and serving, serving was another thing because, how, how do I want to even explain this? That to a, to a point that would make sense. When 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 I um when I started serving, that that made me see God in a in a, in a different way, and I don't know. I really can't explain how, but I feel like serving was probably the the, the biggest thing for me, and I can't even, what I was saying is I can't explain how, but when I started to serve, I guess I saw God in a different, different manner my relationship with him. Because at that point, it wasn't only for, it wasn't only for myself. It was for the other people, the people who are like me who are coming into church. So it's almost like a stage. So when I first, when I first got a relationship with God or wanted to really know him for myself, I went to church. So it was people who were hugging me at the door. It was people who were, you know, um, when I decided to join the church, who were in the back room when I had to fill out the, you know, welcome card. And it was the, the praise team. It the, All of that. Those are all people who served in the church. And after I had got to a certain point of going, 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 then I had to serve. But outside of, outside of actually going to church and, like, serving in the church, um, prayer... Writing them, okay, because at first it was not out loud. But writing my prayers and worship music were, were key things for me that just really revealed to me how much God loved me and the purpose and plans he had for my life. And the word and realizing that it was I, I was here for a bigger purpose than myself. And that biggest purpose was was to give God glory. And once I those were things that I did to develop my relationship with him. And I'm still developing my relationship with him now. I guess at this point is is um about obedience and sacrifice. That's like the season I feel like I'm in, learning how to be obedient and sacrificing. And with each of those steps, I I really got closer and got to know him more because it became less about me and more about him. Mm.
0: I you know I, I think that's so interesting that you said um, for example serving was what brought you close to God I have not heard that like I ask a lot of people on this podcast and usually you know <laughs> it's a typical like okay pray and worship which is all good but serving that's pretty
1: I, serving is so difficult so I the um the church I I recently well not recently about a year ago I started attending a new church and. I, I was coming off of like super serving is what I called it. Anything that needed to be done at my previous church, I did it. Like I was the service coordinator, which I loved. I made I made sure service flow. Um, I was on the sign language ministry. I danced. We had, you do
0: sign language? Yes. Oh my god! Do you, wanna, girl? <laughs> I want to learn so badly.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, l- I l- oh man, that probably because because you know people like to joke that I can't sing.
0: Wow but <laughs> I,
1: I love worship. Worship is worship is just oh my good that to me, that's freedom. Like yeah. worship is where freedom is to me. That is where I feel my that's where i feel most free. Yeah, yeah. And I um I, I know I can't hold a good tune, but you know, it's all it sounds all great to God, but I couldn't be on the praise team. Uh-huh. So um I joined the sign language the sign language ministry. Wow. Where did and you I, learn that?
0: Oh, Where did sorry. I learn? Did mm-hmm.
1: My the the first uh, first lady or my spiritual mom. She is my spiritual mom. My spiritual mom's parents are deaf, okay. so so she taught us most of our songs that we learned. She taught, but I also took it in college. Oh.
0: I took a few to classes, okay.
1: so I'm not fluent yet, but that's something I want to do. But I can like I can fingerspell. I know a lot of words. Especially when it comes to church because of the songs that we did and um what else what, what else was I gonna say about that but with, back to mm-hmm. uh My sorry bad. about you know you it's okay <laughs> um as far as serving um serving I was super serving and then like I asked God like please just give me a year to please give me a year, a break. I needed a break because I was doing so much and I just want to absorb the word and I'm coming up on my year and I lately been getting kind of like tapped in my spirit. Like, okay, like it's time to give your gifts to people in the church. Like, you know, I serve my podcast is a, is a form of service, um, popsicles and prayers are a form of service ser- as a form of serving. And God is like, now you need to serve where you're being fed at. So, uh, this isn't a restaurant where you just go and you get the food and you pay for it. So you get you get the word and then you pay your ties. like, no, it's time for you to get in the kitchen and bring something out to people. Whether it's it is at the door or, you know, greeting at the door or working with the children's ministry. It's time to do that. And when you do it and you see how your service and how your your the light that God has placed into you shines into other light, um, other people's lives you almost kind of want to get to know God more like, why are you using me in this way? And he will, he will let you know if you ask. So serving, that's my, I I, 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 I try not to say like off the wall stuff. Cause I don't want to like step on people's toes, but what you mean? It, uh, I was about to say like, shame on you if you don't serve in your church and I don't <laughs> serve right now. My pastor has been on my head, but like, it's like shame on you. Like at some point, at, at some point, mm. at some point you have to you have to get beyond your fears because again, as we were talking about earlier, your fear is just fear of something is holding you back from what God has for you. So if you have a fear of serving whatever manner it, it will be in, Find something, something that you can do to give back to to the place that is pouring so much into you. And if your church mm-hmm. isn't pouring you, then it might be time to find another one. But if you're at church and you're getting a great word and you feel changed and you feel motivated and you're bringing people to church with you, it's time to serve. And when you serve, you will find that you get closer to God. True. Yeah.
0: I guess I got to go serve then. <laughs> you're not serving. <laughs> I I'm used serving. to serve. And then... Oh. i used to and then i think i had a schedule change or i went home and i came back and just didn't get back into it or i didn't follow through because i would sign up and they'd be like oh we'll give you a call and they didn't give me a call and then i just let it go i was like oh i should probably yeah Yeah, my year is up i I literally
1: prayed for a year and my friend can um can testify to that like we've had conversation of like i and i told my pastor because my pastor talk to me like six months in and he asked like, okay, you know, God wants to use you. And I know he, I'm, I'm not saying that God didn't tell him that. And I believe that God does want to use me. Mm-hmm. I said, I prayed about a year and when the year comes, I'll be ready. And the year's here and I'm like, I'm eager. I, I want to find a place where God wants to use me because I know that he doesn't have me there just for me to get something. He has me there to again, get show his glory to other people through, through serving at the church. So. Right.
0: Right. So how do you protect? No, wrong one. How do you respond to people when they want to keep you bound to who you used to be? The people slash the enemy. Like how do you respond? Black? No, I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: she's not caring. Girl, <laughs> I, I do serve on the ministry. The black ministry. Do you hear me? Oh, I my block God. you. No. <laughs> Sometimes you do have to block people. Yeah. But a, a freedom, okay, so a script, another scripture that I found, well, this is I heard this in a song, in a worship song. Um it's a Jesus culture song. And I want to say it's called freedom reigns. It is called freedom reigns. And um, the scripture says, "Now the Second oh, Corinthians three and seventeen. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom." And as far as when people try or the enemy tries to tell me that you know remind me of who I am or try to keep me bound in the things that I used to do, I rem- I. That song plays in my head. I won't say the scripture does because that would be a lie. I found the scripture because I knew it was it was in the word. But that song plays in my head like, I'm not going to try to sing it. But it just says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Like, that just plays in my head. And it's like, the spirit of the Lord is within me. Um, You know, I'm not who I used to be. But if you would like me to, I can't go back there. I do have moments like that. Like, I don't I cuss people out like I used to. But do you want me to go back there? Then I have to get myself together like, you know, Brittany, the spirit of the Lord has freed you from that negative attitude and that clap back spirit, so you have to walk in your freedom and who God God has you to be right now. And that's not ratchet, Brittany. You're righteous and ratchet, Brittany, not just ratchet. So don't forget your righteousness. And with people, it's a little bit easier because you can block them, but something that my friend was telling me today was what's that scripture? Do you? Um, it's a scripture that talks about we don't fight against um, flesh and blood. Oh
0: yeah, uh huh.
1: We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Can you pull it but up? But
0: Spirit, uh, Ephesians six, I believe. We don't fight yes. against flesh and bloods, but principalities, spirits, and higher places, something like that.
1: Correct. And I actually know how to sign that because it was in a song. That we- <laughs> but. <laughs> But, um, that, that's something you have to remind yourself. Like, it's not the person, it's the enemy working through the person. And sometimes it's, it's worth severing the relationship and letting them go. Or, you know, sometimes you just have to deal with it and fight the principalities and the, what's the other word that's in there? You, you're fighting the enemy. You're not fighting. You're not fighting in the physical. You're fighting. You have to fight in the spiritual. So you have to pray against those things and those attacks you have to pray against the attacks that's pretty much what you have to do and remind yourself that the spirit of the lord is in you and where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom so you're no longer bound bound by those things and it's pretty very much easier said than done but that's what you need to work towards like praying against the enemy in the attacks because that's the only way that you're going to fight when you fight through God, when you fight through him, when you fight through his word, with his word, so.
0: And I ask that because, you know, if pe- somebody may be delivered by, for something, but it doesn't mean that the battle is over. So, you know, there's certain things that you kind of have to do after you've been delivered from, okay, like feeling shameful of what you've done or, you know, feeling some type of way about your past. Like there are certain steps that have to be taken afterwards to continue to make sure that you are walking in freedom so i like how you broke that down like and people
1: and also walking in your truths right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um there's not much people can say about me that i haven't already said about myself and i know that everyone is not me but like if you know that you used to be, I used to be promiscuous. So it's like, you can't say that to me to try to attack me because I, that's my truth. That's who I used to be. And you bringing it up now really just makes you look like you're stuck in the past. And you know, and it's just like in the, in the flesh, I want to be like, yeah, you letting the enemy use you. Like, Good luck with that. But in my head, I, you know, you pray for those that curse you. So you pray for them and you pray against the enemy. and You pray against the attack and you bind it up and you you release it to God and you have to move forward. You have to. We can't be we can't be we cannot be bound to the things that are holding us back because you're either bound or you're free. And if I'm bound then that must mean that I'm giving life to the spirit of the Lord, not being in me. Because as scripture says, where this, like, you know, the Lord is the spirit. And where this and what am I trying to say? The spirit is not the Lord. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm-hmm. So am, am I free or am I bound? Mm. I, I'm free. because right. The spirit of the Lord is in me because if I'm bound, that means the spirit of the Lord ain't in me. And I'm not trying to figure what that life out is. I'm not trying to see what that life is about. Right. Even in my mess, the spirit of the Lord was obviously still in my life because he had his hand on me. So, yeah. this is mm-hmm. about a mindset, it's the mindset that you have and it's about the scriptures that you have, the word that you have in your heart and and
0: living by that. What's um... Oh, I heard myself <laughs> on the speaker. But yeah, no, thank you oh. for <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, um, and it's true. It's so true. So I think this is it. I think we okay. answer all the questions, <laughs> and it's been great.
1: Is one more scripture I had, and I think oh, about- go ahead. Uh, you had a question about peace, right?
0: <laughs> oh, you want to talk about that? Because the thing is, I thought you kind of already covered it. But yeah, go ahead. I was gonna ask you how to how do you protect your freedom, like staying at peace with yourself and your identity. My bad. So.
1: No, no. I just want to give the scripture. So Philippians four and seven says, and the peace of God is an NIV version. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So it's about guarding your heart, guarding your mind, guarding what you, what you, what you allow in your, in your, um, spirit. So if, if I dated somebody who, uh, had a, had a girlfriend, I shouldn't probably watch reality TV shows, which I don't not reality tv I like some tv shows but it's things that I shouldn't listen to or 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 allow in my spirit that will mess with that peace that'll disturb the flow of which me and God are currently walking in or God and I are currently walking in and operating in so that that's how I keep my peace I protect it at all costs I actually just talked about that on quick plug (laughs) episode 41 of the podcast Um, that's one of the things that I learned in my 25th year Like, I have to protect my peace at all costs and if that means that I have to cut people off or I have to stop listening to certain music um, stop going to certain places then I need to because anything that disrupts my peace doesn't deserve my time
0: so good point look at me I'm so silly I'm about to skip right over that and you made such a good point (laughs) yeah man, guarding your heart guarding your heart especially like, for example, if you've been in a breakup like you said, like you were with somebody who had two girlfriends, you don't want to be listening to, especially R&B and at night <laughs> make you reminisce and think like, oh my god like I miss this and I remember that and all that stuff uh-uh. like, like I now
1: I like this weekend song, but
0: that was a trigger
1: song for me at first, like I yeah. could not do it, I couldn't, i would be like no like no no, there's no five chick. no Uh but now that's my I like it now at first at first I was like no but then it it was some other things that I was struggling with that made me that made that song be a trigger
0: so yeah yeah
1: it's protect your peace yeah Mm
0: -hmm. gotta know yourself don't set yourself up like my friend she's so funny like out of nowhere, like, we would just be talking, and she'd be like, flee! And I'd be like, what is wrong with you? She'd be like, flee from um, sexual immorality. Like, she'll just say it randomly. Maybe somebody's talking about, like, oh, they're talking to this dude, and she'll just like, flee from sexual immorality, because it says it in the <laughs> word. And I'm just like, you're crazy, but it's so, she's so right, and her, her voice is like, <laughs> the voice in my head, <laughs> so I think the Holy Spirit has taken out the persona of her voice. Like, anything <laughs> that happens, flee! And i just be like, yeah, you are right. Yeah, don't, don't, let's not do that. Let's not. But you
1: need, you need friends in moments like that because yeah. it, it's some things where it, it could be a positive trigger or a negative trigger. Like mm-hmm. that's a positive trigger because now you you automatically, you hear that, you're going to think of what scripture says, and then you're going to think of your friend and probably the conversation that you're going to have if you
0: do yeah. go into whatever
1: you go into. Mm-hmm. So, it's so now cool. I'm going
0: to hear Philly. Lord, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Just so loud, so loud. Yeah. All right, Uh, that was the last question. (laughs) Oh no, I lied. How
1: do we stay in contact with you? Okay, so I am on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and IG as Brittany Chantel, um, B R I T T A N Y S H O N T E L. You can tune in every Tuesday, is when we drop a new show, but um, Tuesdays. at nine AM, Pretty Lit the podcast uh, on Stitcher. I should have said the the main one. I said the the it's least fine. one. Yeah, but Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play Music Store, SoundCloud, and Stitcher—probably everywhere we can hear your show, show. Yeah. Um, you can look that up, and that oh Pretty Lit, um, and then the website is prettylitministries.com. and there you can find out about popsicles in prayer. I have some t-shirts. Um, you can see more about me and my my friends who I co-host the podcast with and yeah, it's the, um what was I was going to say. Social media is probably the best way. Mm-hmm. I'm most active on Snapchat and IG story. So like if you want to see my ratchet and righteous lifestyle. That's that's where. It's probably it's probably more righteous on Instagram because my pastor followed me on IG. Oh man. Snapchat is the behind the scenes. My pastor, my pastor do not play. My uh-huh. pastor, he does not. He will DM me, Brittany, and he will talk to. He will not only DM me, he will talk to me about it in person. Oh man. So. A lot of times I won't now, like you said, you hear, you hear, flee. I hear and see DMs from from my pastor. Like, really, Brittany? Like, that's what we're doing. <laughs> you, you're caught. You know way better. And it's not the crazy part is y'all probably thinking I'm real ratchet. Like, it be stuff where I just be talking and something will be playing in the background, and he'll be like, "That's not appropriate." So, uh. but we have to have another conversation about knowing who God has called you to be and walking in that, no matter who or what anybody else has to say, yeah. whether it's your mama or your daddy or your pastor.
0: So, mm-hmm. okay. All right. <laughs> um, any resources you would like to share like books, apps, podcasts, blogs, anything? Um, I don't listen to a lot of
1: people like
0: mm-hmm.
1: read or do a lot of things, but my number one, like, App, uh, podcast, online resource will definitely be Elevation Church. Um, Pastor Stephen Furtick. I love his ministry. I love the spirit of excellence that they operate in. So, Pastor Stephen Furtick and Elevation Church—that's a great one. Um, As far as books, I have two books that I suggest that everybody reads: The Circle Maker, and I want to say that's by Mark Batterson. It changed the way I prayed. Actually, three. So that one, The Circle Maker. Oh my goodness. I just read a book. I just finished it. Telling I I can't think of the name of oh. it right now. It's just lit my mind. Brittany. No, I have to I have to remember that before we get off this phone. I'm about to think about it. I'm about to think about it. Uh-huh. About think about it. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up on my IG page because it's lit. An- another one, yeah. Another one is um is Sacred Search. By Gary Chapman. That's mm-hmm. about relationships. So mm-hmm. that one's really, really good. Um, if you desire a godly marriage. And working towards that. I suggest that one. And I am super upset. Because. That's the sacred search. Maybe it's in my
0: archives. I <laughs> post
1: stuff. In my you archi- can always my- message
0: it to me if you want. I'll just post yeah. it. Because I'm going to link all this stuff below the episode. So
1: Let me see. No, that's.
0: Oh, I'm
1: so upset I cannot find this. It was a great... When I find it, because I I read a lot.
0: Mm -hmm. When
1: I find it, when I go home, I'll let you know. But it... Oh my goodness. I just... I read it so quick. It wasn't fervent. It wasn't that... I can
0: almost see the cover <laughs> of it. I can almost see it. It's so it's, I, it's becoming clear. I sent, I
1: sent I sent I sent him three book suggestions and I read I read the one that he didn't suggest I read. Man, hold on. I'm about to find it. Because I, I no, I need to tell you immediately. I'm so sorry. I can find it in my pictures with in this conversation. So I try to read a book a month.
0: How and do you I mean, do that? How do you find time to do that?
1: I read a chapter a day. Oh, uh. I just I just read one chapter. So sometimes it's thirteen pages. Sometimes the chapters are longer than that. But um it I try to read one chapter um a try to read one chapter
0: what am I trying to say? That's why a you smart. You said what? I said that's why you small. you loyal. <laughs> <laughs> let me see,
1: let me see.
0: I want to find this. Let's see.
1: I was having a conversation. The Christian Atheist.
0: That's Ah. what it was.
1: Oh my goodness. That book, Christian Atheist. Mm -hmm. Please, everybody needs to read that. Christian Atheist. And I believe that's by Craig Rochelle. And that's actually Pastor Steven's like pastor. So, yes. And I've had it. I had it for three years. And I just read it for the first time this year i'll probably that that and a circle maker our books i'll probably read once a year because it changed how i prayed in the christian the christian atheist challenged my serving and my giving Ooh, um because okay. it, it talks about how we say what and this is a great way actually to end what we what has been a reoccurring thing, theme in this conversation what we say we believe but we don't do so we say we believe in god but we don't trust him with our money so yeah. It, it had all of the topics actually, I mean, chap, I'm sorry, all the chapters start with uh, lines like that. So I believe in God, but I don't trust him with my money. I believe in God, but I don't think he can heal me from my broken heart. Though it take literally, I read that one in like a week and a half because I read a chapter a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you find a book that you really want to read, you'll find 30 minutes. It takes me 30 minutes to read a chapter. Sure,
0: so sure.
1: yeah, just sure, can't sure. watch an hour of TV, you know. <laughs> Gotta, I was cutting I would get off the phone by 10pm so I could read I just would when you are determined to do something or you want something you will do what you have to do to, to get it done so you're right now I haven't read this month so <laughs> I'm going to have to
0: get it together <laughs> I'm going to have to get it together no, it's cool alright I'm going I'm to link all that below the circle cool. maker sacred search and yep. the Christian atheist Yes. Interesting. Interesting title.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, all right. Brittany, thank you so much for being on the show. This is a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. And I'm, I am apologize for the technical difficulties, but... No, you're fine.
0: No.
1: I, so I appreciate it. And I pray that this helps at least one person. But I pray that it helps more, so...
0: Amen. I'm sure it will because this is something that um, I know I've struggled with before and if I'm struggling with it probably other people have struggled with it too so yeah yep. so yeah man thank you so much and thank you guys for listening to the show um it's always a pleasure that I see that y'all be listening it makes me so happy so thank you guys so much for listening and I will speak to you all on the next episode Thank you so much for listening to The Planter Podcast. If you are absolutely loving the content that The Planter is creating, well, go ahead and subscribe to The Planter on iTunes. For more updates and staying connected with me, you can also subscribe to The Planter at theplanter.com. So that's T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R dot com. To become a part of our community, uh, you can find us on Facebook at The Planter community to stay connected with like-minded individuals who are trying to grow just like you and you can find the planter on all social media handles at the planter so thank you so much for listening and i'll speak to you in the next episode